Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey friends, if you are looking for ad-free Sense of Soul episodes, you can find them at Sense of Soul Patreon. Become a monthly member at any level. You will also have access to our monthly SOS Sacred Circles, our mini-series, merch, and much more. And it's a great way to help support our podcast so that we can continue to bring you inspiring episodes twice a week with our enlightened guests from all around the world. Check out our Patreon. Today we have with us Walla. She is a certified color therapist, an energy alchemist, a spiritual coach, healer, and qualified interior designer destined to guide women and entrepreneurs to love more, embrace their shadow selves, reach their deepest potential, and contribute to the world without harm. She is the author of the new book, Heal Yourself with Color, Harness the Power of Color to Change Your Life. And I am super excited to have a colorful conversation with Walla. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Shanna. I'm Walla. Hi. Is Walla your real name? Yeah. It means loyalty in Arabic. It's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. And where are you at? I'm in Barcelona. Oh, wow. That's nice. Morning or night there? Nighttime. (laughs) Is it really late? No, no, no. Oh, okay, good. Like, because of the winter time, it's starting to get darker earlier, and it feels really late when it's just 6 p.m. Do you guys experience there the daylight savings or? Yeah, not mess up everything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it made everything better for me. That extra hour of sleep, I'm totally good with. No, we went backwards. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Like in March, we spring forward and then so fall back. And that's how I always remember it. Spring forward, fall back. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I just like someone tells me, oh, yeah, time on the phone. My phone changes. Right. I know. Thank God the phones do that for us now. So we don't have to be late for things. So welcome. I'm super excited to have you. I, you know, obviously you can see our sense of soul logo is full of all of the colors of the rainbow. And also, well, actually, originally it was meant specifically because of the chakras, but then my kids were like, oh yeah, that's like Roy G. Biv. Have you ever heard that Roy G. Biv? I hadn't, well, I didn't learn it when I was younger, but my kids did it. The colors of the rainbow or the colors of the chakras. And so I always teach that to my students, Roy G. Biv red, orange, yellow. Yeah. Yeah, But your logo is also like pastels. You guys have chosen the pastel path. Yeah, I did actually. So originally it was not like, if you look at the logo that we have originally on, like say on Apple podcasts, it's more primary colors. And I just am more attracted to pastel colors, softer for my eyes. You know, maybe you'd be able to explain that. (laughs) So how did you get into colors? I mean, were you always like obsessed with rainbows? Funny enough, no. I was always throughout like my young years, always like was really being, you know, doing all these quizzes about color. What does it mean? I was always hassling my mother about like the colors we're choosing for our walls. But I never really thought much of it, really. And then I was in Usually I would like to call this like my, my big moment, my dark moment. And this is when I was living in Japan. Everything on the outside looked amazing. Everything looked good, but I was not. I was feeling really miserable on the inside. I just felt like, why do I exist? You know, it just felt like I had no meaning. My life had no meaning. And started meditating at the time and started doing some angel work back then. 
and then I just had a moment where I was just like, okay, what do I do? Like, I just feel meaningless. It was a really dark moment. I just felt really bad. It's not that I wanted to end my life or anything. I just felt empty, nothing. And I didn't know what to do. And I was losing people and things were changing in my life so quickly. And you know how this looks like when it's like a spiritual initiation somehow, you know? And then I just heard a voice inside of me, just like, park it and you'll see magic. Just park it. And then I did. And then things just started falling into place and then I found this really small article in InStyle magazine which I used to get like every month and I have a thing for it and it was about this color course by Latrice Eisman but it was just like how to fix you know which colors to choose for your skin color for your skin tone which are the times of colors everybody's in but then in there she put personality traits she put different things and I was attracted to it I enjoyed it but then I was like "Mm, I want to go deeper I want a different perspective on it then I started studying color therapy and while I was also doing interior design in university which also had a thing but they didn't really focus on you know, it's very commercial the way they teach it now huh. yeah there's no holistic approach to, to interior design and then I started working with color I started working with my own color therapist and then I started noticing and started seeing all the different things why I hated some colors and I use the word hate because I'm very comfortable with extreme emotions I actually like it when people bring forth their extreme emotions so we can just like hold them, you know? The colors that I really didn't like, didn't really want it to be around, and what, what they made me feel and why they made me feel this way. It was kind of like a map into me inside. And then I discovered that, and then I was able to do it for other people and show them this internal map that I like to call our gift from the sun. That was over 10 years ago. I love that you said our gift from the sun. When I look at sometimes at the sun and I see like there's sometimes I have a picture of it. It's beautiful. Like an aura around the sun, you can see, or the aura around the moon, you know, one or the other. In fact, I just took a picture, I think last night of the moon with, because it had like clouds around it. So you could really see the aura. And actually what's interesting, we just got a puppy not too long ago. My daughter wanted to name her Ayla. And we looked up what Ayla meant, and it means the moon beams around the sun or the aura. It's like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Put it in like my name pocket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, such a pretty name, right? I feel like, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure this is a thing for most people, but I feel like every year there's like a color theme for me. Yes, it can also be with the seasons. I always tell people it's healthy if your colors change. That means you're moving through different cycles. It's either you're stuck in that lesson. Or you're just really, you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into that. But okay, like, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. So you're, you've got more of a balance. So that, yeah, you're more in a flow. Because colors actually don't exist. Colors are the translation of our mind. And that when, when the light falls on our eyes and then blah, this like little nerve thing happens in our brain and the brain says, oh, this is yellow or this is orange. We're attracted to these colors not because of the existence of colors. We're attracted to these different wavelengths and vibrations. Mm -hmm. And every vibration holds a chakra energy in it, holds a thought pattern in it. Everything vibrates on a certain wavelength. We know that now. Mm -hmm. So whenever we're attracted to a color or we have a color theme of the year, we have a theme of learning of the year. This is Mm -hmm. the color that I need. It's like it's a language that's speaking to your subconscious really that's why i love working as a color therapist because we're going 
We're hitting it right away. We know. Yeah. We need to play this for my partner. So he doesn't get so mad that I keep on wanting to change the colors of the house every season. (laughs) So what I like to do with interiors is I used to change a lot. I just love changing. And then I ended up just kind of like creating somewhat of a neutral palette. And then I'd be changing the the little things that don't. Pillows. Yeah. But I am also working on really going into deep, deep colors. Because I'm working currently on really moving more towards, you know, a holistic approach to choosing your colors, home, how that can benefit you and benefit the people around you. I work with Benjamin Moore and we are working on this project together and I'm very excited about it because we'll need to really think about how their colors affect us. Color is something that affects us. You know, my youngest daughter, she does want to change her color in her theme more than I've ever known anybody. What's her um, birthday? Her birth, she's April 25th, 2012. Uh, okay, so she's a, she's a violet. So she is a very dynamic, imaginative archetype. And I did what you just said, though. I found, I, I decided, well, we cannot change everything every time. We're doing pillow covers. We're, we're keeping the base of everything in neutral color. And then when she wants to redo everything now, it seems like it's easier to do with just those small pillows. She's 10. And I can tell you, we have redone her room probably 10 times. Really important because that's their like imaginary space. That's their that's where they run out of this world. Oh and, yeah. And go to this other dimension. Usually if you ca- if you teach them as kids, they are able to really tap into their intuition really quickly. My stepdaughter is also a violet. You can see in these moments where she goes. Wow, that is so true and right now she's really into cottage core. So she's an artist too. So she pays attention to details. And right now it's cottage core. And she's very specific about the things that she likes. Sometimes she even creates her own art. Very, very interesting people because they're from a mystical perspective here to bring in knowledge for the collective. So wait, what are we talking about, Violet? Her color archetype. So each okay. is born into a color archetype day, a color archetype month. And a color archetype month represents their challenge color. So basically, if you look at someone's birthday from a color perspective, including their year, it will give you an idea of what their soul actually wanted. Them. So what's the day they're born represents the color that they came in here with into this in this lifetime. And then the month will represent the challenges they chose to go through in this lifetime. So if we're talking about your daughter, she came here to be creative, to be mystical, but her challenge is to allow vulnerability. Her challenge is allowing herself to live organically. When I say organically, I mean not linear. I mean more fluid, with fluidity, not very structured. It Because everybody in her life now will tell her, you're too messy, you're not structured enough. And she actually thrives when she's not. And when she's connected to her heart. So her challenge is also her heart. Forgiveness, Mm -hmm. envy, letting go, growth. These are things that she, as a soul, decided to come here to be challenged with. So is there a chart that you go by? So I have a little 
well, I call it a quiz, but people always make fun of me. It's like quiz with one question. I'm like, yeah. I love quizzes. But it's just one question. Okay. Well, then can, can we do me? Sure. Okay. May 15th, 1976. Ooh. Okay. You're an indigo. So when somebody's born as an indigo archetype, they come here to challenge the status quo. They come here to challenge what is fair, what is not. They want to fight to save the world. They want to fight for more justice. You'd find these themes of justice. You, usually you'd find them leaning towards being lawyers, politicians. They want to change something in the world. Yeah. And then what happens usually with indigos is that because they're walking lie detectors and they're very sensitive, they usually end up getting angry with the world because the world's not changing they want the world to change they just take that anger into their body when i'm working with indigos what i always tell them is like you be the change you work on the change because your frequency is so high that when you make the changes in your life it creates like a ripple effect your challenge though is blue which is expression it's interesting that you have a podcast because it's like when we're talking about blue as an energy frequency, it's an energy of air, talking, discussing, expressing, and expressing authentically in whatever way expression looks like for people. Wow, that's all interesting. My purpose is to share my story, but however, I grew up most of my life silenced. My ancestors were all hiding who they were, and I discovered this. It became my purpose to share their story. Do you mind if I tap into your energy? No, please tap, tap. So what was your ancestry that you were talking about? Where does it come? I'm French Creole. That's interesting that you chose to, to reincarnate as a warrior, as a fighter. To stop the train. Okay. So which side is it from your family? My maternal side. Yeah. It is very interesting to actually look at your maternal line again, not in terms of the silence, but also in terms of the karmic path that they have chosen and why. And also what I'm seeing is also like a kind of like a, a mapping back to where they originally came from and finding mm -hmm. those teachings and understanding it comes from a lineage that's very powerful, very old, very complex. It's interesting. What's the theme of your year this year? The color? The theme, the color of my year is probably green. Okay. So it's really all about allowing. Green is roots. But also it's greenery, it's organic movement, it's nature. So it's really all about why is it green? what you just said is probably what I could connect with most. I believe that I did a lot of work on the root part and now it's turned into this power and love energy. When you come into this life as an indigo, you come in with this root, with a very strong soul and a very strong color archetype and a very strong frequency. Why? So you can handle what you get. So my ancestry journey was years ago and I even did a side podcast on it to share just their story. But recently I've been called to tell their story in book form and I haven't started that yet. So maybe that's what you're talking about. This past year, my theme has been around the goddess Sophia and studying the Gnostic gospels. So it's always about 
uncovering hidden truths and then sharing what I've learned. Yeah, but the thing so, is like that, that's an indigo blue yeah. combination. So I know. It's like uncovering, you know, being a walking lie detector, finding out the truth, finding out the things, expressing them. Yeah. But then expressing them is a challenge. So first it is. in a voice, and then you are told to express it as writing. So when, we're, so when you're really working on your challenge and really working on these things, from a physical perspective, you're working on your throat chakra. Mm-hmm. From an emotional perspective is to release the ancestral trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emotions. So there is a very interesting work to be done. But there are some stories. But the stories, like I see it from the roots of the land as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's where it all is. Yeah. Yeah. The mysticism in it, the learning. Well, I do have Marie Laveau in my tree as well, who is the voodoo queen of New Orleans from the 1800s. So, yes, there's everything you're saying is like spot on. And how. I don't know if we could say this in the podcast. No, yes. So, how much of a witch are you then? How big of a witch are you standing in your life? I don't have any label, you know, you know, you think you've gone through awakenings and I was like, oh, no, you didn't. I just connected with my goddess self over the past year. And so then you go through another and another and where I'm at now, I have a hard time being here. Yeah. Actually, another thing that you said, you so I'm always in the spiritual world. I'm always connected, but I have no problem. I still am able to function here, but you know, all that took a lot of work. I'm constantly having to ground myself because I know it's difficult. So it's a constant practice of mine every day. Yeah, it's not easy. That's what you need to teach your daughters. Don't make her conform. Make her integral. Yes. In fact, I have a parent-teacher conference coming up. And what you said about how people try to structure her, you know, I understand that we have to be in systems. You know, that's the structure and law here, but not here at home. We're not. So before uh, we move from this, it looks like what you are working on is up, up, which is usually indigos and violets and magentas like to be there. Mm-hmm. That's powerful energy. They know it. So it'd be interesting to see what you find in the room and what you find in the heart. Mm. Yeah. So is this something that you were taught or is this something that you received and downloaded? So let's say I was taught kind of like a structure and I began downloading everything that come to me so yes I am a color therapist but my work is a mix of so many different things it just depends every session that I do every session that I do with a client is really uniquely to them so sometimes I'll be using the sound bowls and moving the emotions in the body sometimes I'll bring in both the color and the sound sometimes I won't even use color I'll just use breathing and body movement so you you know when you work with energy you have to work on all these different layers to help people and then when you focus on really working with women and getting them out of everything that's been done to the feminine energy and to help them balance their feminine and masculine you have to push and we have to kind of be creative because the blocks and the walls that we decide to put on are so creative and so good they are layers of them, right? And so when we were saying that, I was thinking about that because oftentimes people just want to focus on the physical. And of course, people who listen to this podcast, you and I understand that it's multidimensional, but 
You know, I think that for myself, I do focus on color a lot because I teach Reiki. It's just another part of you. It's a frequency. It's a layer of you. I love archetypes too. Have you ever, do you know, um, Shai Tabali? No. He's wrote many books on chakras and he wrote one book called the chakra personality type. We've had him on before and did a workshop about this book. It was so amazing for people to understand where they fell into what chakra they were most owning or most in the forefront. And this kind of reminds me of that in many ways. But what was really interesting, kind of like when you're talking about like horoscopes or or the Zodiac, there are some that work better together. But when you think about colors, a lot of times two colors make another color. Yeah. So relationships, when you're talking about these archetype with colors, can you talk about that? To be honest with you, I've never looked at it as like, oh, relationship with this person. Other than in families, I would usually look at what happens almost always happens is that someone will be a challenge for the mother. The child's challenge color will be the mom's color, day color, or it's like the essence color or the other way around. And I've also seen the same. I've seen fathers and and this is and this always is really interesting and when i see it with when i look at it with friends for example when i have a challenge with a friend i go back and check their birthday so what is this color challenging me to do what why is this person here because i definitely always feel i believe that everything that you bring into your life is a is a magnet you brought for some lesson some are here to support you some are here to challenge you some are here to push your buttons and this is the exciting part of this human experience. When I look at it that way, yes. I've also been asked, oh, can you check my husband? Can you check my boyfriend? Yeah. And when well, and some colors don't look it together. Yes, but it's also you have to look at the challenge. And then it's much more complicated than just looking at a Libra and a Taurus, yeah? For example, Libras and Taurus are not the best match. But then if you look at their moon and his Mars or her Mars and, and his moon and see if those are compatible, it's a completely different story. So it's the same thing with us when we're born. That's why when I look at someone's colors, there's like this general thing that I'll put in. But then I tell people, get color readings because I'll be able to tap into. So you had this you had this choice of colors. You made these type of decisions. Where are you now in this journey of your color journey? Where are you? You know, my daughter, Kinsley, the one I was talking about, the 10-year-old, she actually sees people's auras. So since she was little, she's been doing it. I've never told her that most people can't. So she just does it like it's normal. (laughs) Really super cool. So do you see auras? I mean, I'm a very visual person as well. So like if I sat here for a minute. I usually feel people's auras. Feel and just have that knowing that Claire Sensias. I will have visions of different things. But in terms of someone's aura, I tend to not be very interested. Because I just feel like I want to work in what is inside the body. What outside in the aura feels to me personally, this is a combination of different things. But I, as, a, as um, an energy worker, a healer, whatever you want to call it, what I like to do is I like to go in deep, deep and inside. I like to see, you know, the body parts, all these different things and go unlock from inside. Mm. I don't say that auras are a bad thing or ever by i see us as all different cells and different organs as part of this whole body for example what's your daughter's name sorry kensley kensley is meant to work on the outside it's interest to her it pulls her i 
going to like the inside that's why we should all really connect to our true essence so we can all go into which body part we're actually should be working on right it's kind of like a dentist a doctor gynecologist right these different (laughs) you have all these things all these people being told that i don't know this eclipse season has got me crazy about this thing because everybody's (laughs) projecting this shit i'm like no it's like the spiritual movement told you if you want to be spiritual you have to do yoga you have Mm. to meditate do this certain type of meditate like these criteria you have to have feathers on your head you know and it's like no let everybody do their own spiritual journey this is mine and i found that with me with reiki because it was like this is the structure right of it but i make it your own and that's always what i teach make it your own please do not take this and and go you know step by step and and be somebody else you know, this is your journey and we all have unique gifts that we can, you know, develop from this. But now in the chakras for me, what I see is that the inside of your chakras come out of your auras. So your innermost chakras, you know, coming out and that maybe whatever energy is most strong in you at the time is the one that you'll be able to take a picture of anyways and, or see. So and, it should, and I believe it changes throughout the day. And this is what people don't understand. Yeah. Um, because the people are like, yeah, somebody told me I'm yellow. I took a picture and I was a yellow. And now you're telling me I'm, I'm a red. I'm like, well, right. your birth chart. I'm not talking about your aura. I'm talking about your birth energy. Mm-hmm. And two, go now and cha- and go take a picture. I bet you anything, at least there's another color in that. <laughs> well, if you just take a picture of yourself at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, you can just exactly, physically right? see that you <laughs> It's just this beautiful thing that we need to understand that our our auras are made up of different layers of our thoughts, our physical body, everything. And that's the beauty of it. It's so connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that my daughter understands that? I'm not shocked. You know? I mean, no one ever told her that, you know, you can look at people's auras and see different colors. Wait and see when she's a teenager, you'll see. It's like when she starts also tapping into the dark. Yeah. When I say dark. I don't mean it in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I mean it in the shadow aspect. Of yeah, and actually, I think she already she already does a little bit. So she's such an empath. She's yeah, she's a rare one. She's definitely my love child. She is the youngest of five children that are wow, they're all five. four are adults. They're all adults. You're, it's so interesting because you're like you have five children and yeah, a woman start investigating. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a rainbow of people, I'm sure, around me all the time. You know, you think about the indigenous people and the different tribes and stuff, and rainbow has always been, seems like maybe a core thing throughout the indigenous people all over the world. Because it's the language of the sun, it's the language of light. So we'll be like, oh, we're speaking light language. And then the color is kind of like the translation, because like light comes in and you break it into colors, and that's, that's how you see it. And most indigenous cultures were... Also very, very much connected to spirit and energy. And that was a huge part of everything they did. Yeah. When we're talking about ancient civilizations and ancient cultures, most of them, especially if we're talking about our, you know, most alien one, <laughs> which is the Egyptians and the pharaohs, all worshipped the sun. I say worship <laughs> with exclamation marks on top. But it is the main god is the sun god. And that is for a reason. Yes. And didn't they use color therapy? Did they not? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. 
plants and with different stones. And there's a lot of papyruses uh, explaining their use of color therapy. Yeah. And they would paint, right, on their faces. They, it's amazing how they were coming up with the colors and stuff that they did. I know that thing is hematite. Oh, yeah. Is it actually, yeah, if it gets wet and you write with it, it's this red color. And they used to use that, I think, in Roman times anyways. But red therapy, I even have this thing for my face. Need oh, batteries. Okay. Yeah, it's light therapy, right? Right here, I have this sunspot right here that you're using. And uh, it's very interesting. Yesterday we were talking about, uh, we were listening to a podcast on the sauna, near infrared sauna, which usually people would use red light therapy with. Okay. And the guy was talking about, you know, the important, how color therapy and light therapy was something so important. In, and then it just fell off the wagon. And they were curing many, many diseases and many different ailments using mm-hmm. light exposure. I always find that extremely fascinating how far we've come, but also how much of the things we let go of, simpler solutions. But like you were saying earlier, going outside, you know, I've talked about this a lot lately, how important the rays of the sun are. Now, people are afraid, but I live in Colorado. I'm pretty darn close to the sun. You know, we're a mile high here in Denver and higher in some places. So you have people putting on sunscreen, (laughs) which is also dangerous. It's like, oh my God, there's no win-win here. I mean, I just think it's- Yeah, but you you need to go out at the hours that you can get as much sun as you can in the early hours and just allow your body get as much sun on your skin. And that will, there's multiple research now that is proving that it's just one of the most important things that we should do. So, and that's light therapy and that's color therapy as well. That's the beginning of all of it. And in the same, I love to sit in the moonbeams too. You know, it's so interesting. It's like, just because we can't actually see it. I feel it definitely. I don't know about you. Moonbathing is is a thing. It's a beautiful (laughs) thing. Moonbathing is like the best. (laughs) I I don't know. We had the home owners association they're going to kick you out of your neighborhood if you're doing that i think if i go butt naked here nobody would notice i'm like so isolated so it's great. are you oh wow so how if somebody wanted to first you know look into this you know you said you had the quiz the one question will take you to your first color archetype and then it'll okay. take you to a funnel that has different information which will also include a little brief about your challenge color and your shadow aspect of the color. It will take you to that. It also has a, a meditation that you could do that's specifically for your color. I, it is, I believe, $7. And it's uh, you can just do that. Um, and then I have most of my courses and different things that I do online are by, by donation. The one-on-one sessions with me, though, are different, which is like, you know, um, people can book those and they can start, but they can start with just finding out their color archetype. They can also buy the book, which is on Amazon, Heal Yourself with Color. And that's just another way to do it, to understand color. Because when I wrote this book, I really thought about making a, in the simplest language ever. Anybody can read it, pick it up and understand it and start having their own unique relationship with color i wanted to do it in in yeah in a voice that is easy i wanted it's a workbook mostly it will have bits and parts of my story with color and how you know each color kind of 
accompanied me on a different journey. So that's the book. So there's many ways they can do it. And I love that you're speaking to everybody. When I wrote the book, I was like, okay, I need to put it in like the simplest millennial language. It could be sad. It could sound silly. It's okay. I want the simplest, you know, person to be able to kind of understand these concepts. I didn't want to make them complicated spiritual concepts. I just wanted them to be easy for people to get. Yeah, that's exactly what I did with the Gnostic Gospels because I read them and I'm like, nobody's going to be able to understand this. This is probably why they're not even in the Bible included. There's a lot of people out there seeking right now, you know, and so to make it too difficult for them, that just turns them off. And then they end up going into other you know, directions, gurus, gurus, and then say, just tell me what to think, right? Tell me, tell me what to think. Tell me how to be, tell me what I should do. But I do believe it's our each individual journey and we have to be able to explore it for ourselves, but we have to be able to understand what the frick people are talking about. So I love that you considered that I'm the same way. That's why I think that most people listen to our podcast because we'll take something that's very difficult And Mandy and I both do a really good job of explaining it to like the norm, right? But yet there's a lot of science and physics behind it. Frequency and vibration is not something that they're teaching very much in school, you know, which, you know, no, I'm like, God, why don't they teach you guys something that you guys could actually use to understand life? Uh, The school systems have to definitely change. That's for sure. They have to get on board with this. And, you know, that's another thing I find amazing is that we are so limiting ourselves even to Roji Viv because there's other countries where they see more than just the colors that we know. Yeah, of course. And I've even heard actually before where people have near-death experiences have seen colors that no one ever has, you know, described before. So it's interesting. It's just we limit ourselves in these little boxes of that's all it is. But also, like, when you're working with color therapy, you're not only working with the seven colors of a chakra. That's the difference between, you know, a chakra healer and a color therapist. Color therapists will work on the colors in between. A lot of people are, like, coloring their hair, like, many different colors nowadays. It's insane, isn't it? So much kind of... I mean, I can't do that. I'm actually going... This is all natural. I've been going gray, um, well allowing it to come in because I'm well just... Done. beautiful. And so I'm owning my chrome. But I do see people, you know, purple. Yesterday, I met this amazing new coworker and she had blue hair and it was so fun it's really cool because i feel like it's also exploded after the pandemic and we happened with the closure if you hear anything that i talked about my predictions of after the pandemic in terms of color i felt like it's going mm-hmm. to be an explosion of color because it mm-hmm. will be an explosion of expression and people because they felt like you know masked so they felt emitted silenced they mm-hmm. were jailed at home you know of course, what happens is when they go out, they're going to express everything that they couldn't express for the years. And that's why I think now there's a huge boom in these neon colors because neon colors are a huge expression. <sighs> I remember even like the Valentino colors and on like on the runway were like a crazy magenta. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly a reaction to everything that happened from 2022 to 2020. So you saw that that would be, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is the natural reaction. Yeah, you, you know, you hide them for a couple of years and then they're like, hey, I'm out now. Let me tell you who I am. Boom. Mm-hmm. Everything I felt. Extreme. Extreme. Yeah. Extremes. You know, and it seems like even a lot of kids and parents are allowing, you know, their children to be very creative with their hair color. Now, my daughter's hair is all the way down to her butt. 
and it was so beautiful. And I'm just like, keep your virgin hair as long as you can, or you're going to have hair falling out. I have my stepdaughter on temporary colors, and you have to hear the screams when she's like showering because she doesn't want the color to go away. Because if you oh. shampoo it, it will go. Yeah, we've got blue and some different colors in here that I've allowed her to do, you know, temporary. No, you know, I take her somewhere, and they, she has like that salon experience. She did it. And she'll, they'll put this pigment on her hair that's like natural dyes. And, yeah. But they won't bleach her. They wouldn't bleach her hair. I wouldn't allow it. Yeah. And then it just washes out over time. Yeah, it washes out. But she'll just put it in like a little ponytail. She'll wash all her hair. and <laughs> Like the dirtiest part of her hair. Oh, that's so cool. What a cool stepmom you are. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is interesting because it, it color is a way for people to express themselves. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this rainbow of information. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Website, color-ways.com, American Spelling for Color. And then wella.colorways on Instagram. I'm pretty active there. And then Colorways Academy, which is I'm putting most of the color stuff on there. You, you mentioned where they can get your book already, but it's Kill Yourself with Color, Harness the Power of Color to Change Your Life. And they can pick that up anywhere. Amazon mainly. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful pictures on your website, by the way. Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're gorgeous. And now it's time for break that shit down. What I want to tell people is let's not push down and push away what we like to call darkness, which is feelings and emotions and thoughts and things that we don't want to deal with. We're ashamed of. We're, we're filling ourselves with guilt because of Instead of pushing those away, let's embrace them and let's see what they have for us as a lesson. Because we, we could never have courage without fear, because courage is fear walking. So let's really work on, that's not my quote, that's something from Susan David, just put it, that's hers, but that's how I feel about darkness. Let's not label other people dark, let's embrace the pain we have, let's embrace and allow space for ourselves and each other to, mm-hmm. to embrace it, bringing in so we can integrate it into our light and in our everyday life. Like embrace the duality, right? It's all people. Yeah, definitely. Well, nice to meet you, Walla. I hope Thank you have you a beautiful so day. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.